This is Recovery Support with Kevin Bergen, brought to you by CCRG, the Center for Counseling, Recovery, and Growth. Welcome to another show as I attempt to support you in your recovery. I'm Kevin Bergen, licensed therapist, and I specialize in helping people with their sex addictions, and I work with all kinds of addiction. As I outlined in the last episode of Recovery Support, there are 12-step groups for most any addiction you can think of, but there are several different fellowships for sex addiction. While I've shared lots of material on the podcast from Sexaholics Anonymous's White Book, I just received permission to share excerpts from the Sex Addicts Anonymous Green Book. While they made it clear that they do not endorse the Recovery Support podcast, they were enthusiastic to have me share the material that they have brought together to help those in recovery. Because sexuality concerns everyone, today's reading can benefit either the addict or non-addict. Even the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous addresses sexuality and its relationship to addiction. Today, I'm going to read the section on healthier sexuality from SAA's Green Book. I'd like you to notice how the Green Book, like the White Book, is written in the first person. This makes it non-judgmental and non-preachy to say, in essence, hey, this is our experience, this is what worked for us. And it also suggests an inclusive tone. If you attend meetings and participate in reading the Green Book, then you'll also be saying, we and us, and feel part of the group. You'll belong. After I share the healthier sexuality section, I'll move into the section addressing different sources of support for anyone working in recovery. So here's today's reading from the SAA Green Book, starting on page 69. Healthier Sexuality Sexuality is a fundamental part of being human. It can bring great pleasure and deep satisfaction to our lives. And yet, non-addictive sexuality has seemed elusive for us. One of the tragedies of our addiction is that we may never have learned to enjoy our sexuality in a healthy way. In our addiction, we experience sex as compulsive we felt driven as if by an irresistible force to engage in sexual behaviors rather than freely choosing to be sexual. For many of us, it often seemed that we weren't being sexual to satisfy our sexual needs, but we were using sex as a way to escape from reality, cope with anxiety, or deal with emotions we didn't want to face. In our disease, we used control and isolation in order to feel safe. We would spend increasing amount of times in fantasy, which tended to alienate us from others and from a real sense of ourselves. For some of us, our addictive sexuality was centered on power and ego. Our fantasies were about having the power to be sexual whenever, however, and with whomever we wanted. Or we constantly looked to relationships to fix us, fill our emptiness, and make us feel worthwhile. Some of us were abusive to others and treated them as objects, 
we were unaware of or failed to respect others' sexual rights and boundaries. No matter how much sex we had, we still felt unsatisfied. We were afraid of vulnerability and intimacy. These symptoms of our disease, and many others like them, made deep impressions on us, becoming habitual patterns of thought and action. When we gain abstinence from addictive sexual behavior through the program of Sex Addicts Anonymous, we find ourselves still challenged by these patterns, which become more evident to us once we've stopped acting out. For most of us, these symptoms only begin to fade away gradually through working the 12 steps. As our old way of life and thinking unravels, we're encouraged to explore what healthier sexuality might mean for us. This, too, is a slow and gradual process for most of us. The distortions in our sexuality caused by this disease can be quite persistent, sometimes making it difficult to discover new behaviors that feel healthy. Some of us have found it useful to choose a period of refraining from all sexual activity as part of our recovery. We decide on a length of time which we will not be sexual with anyone, including ourselves. This allows for a withdrawal period, when we can begin to discover who we are without the familiar distraction of sex. We need the guidance of our sponsor to decide if and when this is the right choice for us. Our sponsor can help us judge if our motives are healthy and if we have enough support to be successful. For most of us, this is a temporary tool we use for our recovery, but some of us choose celibacy as a fulfilling way of life in its own right. The 12 steps of SAA lead to a spiritual awakening. If we remain abstinent and practice the principles of the program in our lives, we may find our attitudes towards our sexuality and our ways of experiencing sex changing as well. For some, this happens quickly. For others, slowly or not at all. In SAA, we do not measure the success of our program by the frequency of our positive and healthy sexual experiences. While exploring healthy sexuality is a part of life and recovery for many of us, it is not the primary purpose or goal of SAA. Our program offers freedom from addictive sexual behavior, where we focus our energy in our new way of life is a choice that is left up to each member. As SAA members, we face diverse challenges in recovery, and our needs, situations, and experiences are diverse as well. Just as we don't define in advance what behaviors constitute addictive sexual behavior for individual members, SAA does not endorse any specific definition of healthy sexuality. There is no formula, no single answer to our questions. We can explore this realm whether we are single, dating, or in partnerships. It takes patience and honesty to gain insight into what our needs and desires really are. Our sponsors and other members can support us and share what has worked for them and what has not. For more specific or complex guidance and advice, we may choose to consult a qualified outside professional. 
Many of us had extremely intense sexual experiences in our addiction. We know that we can't continue to act out, but we may fear that healthy sexuality will be boring by comparison. The truth is that most of us didn't really experience sex when we were acting out. In our most intense experiences, we tended to be disconnected, lost in a bubble of repetition, fantasy, and obsession. Our disease kept us from being fully present when we were sexual. In recovery, we learn not to let exaggerated notions of sexual excitement prevent us from learning and practicing healthier sexual behaviors. Many of us recognize healthier sexuality when we experience something very different from what we knew in our addiction. We notice this by the difference in our feelings. We don't feel compulsive, driven, or off in another world. Instead, we're emotionally present during sexual activity. This may seem uncomfortable or frightening, especially at first. By practicing honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, we're able to discover healthier experiences of sexuality. There are numerous ideas and suggestions about healthier sexuality that have been offered by SAA members based on our experience. Many of us describe our sexual behavior as healthy when we're present, intimate, flexible, nurturing, and appropriate during sex. We're free to consider these suggestions and decide what feels true for us. We may discover that healthier sexuality begins long before any actual sexual acts and with a change in our emotional presence and connection with others. When we allow ourselves to be intimate with our own emotions, we become aware of how we are really feeling without judging or censoring ourselves for it. We gradually learn to be honest about our feelings with others while being open to their feelings as well. In the process, we learn to express our affection rather than seek power and control. To be intimate is to let go of control and begin to have trust, trust in another person, trust in ourselves, and faith in a higher power. When we're safe and emotionally present, we can be flexible. We learn that sex doesn't have to be the same way every time and that it doesn't need to have a goal. If we're aware of how we're feeling, we can decide what we want and need. We learn to have sexual boundaries, limits around the kind of behavior we may or may not want to engage in. We also learn to respect the boundaries of others. We find that we experience being sexual as a way to satisfy appropriate sexual needs and desires, rather than as a way to manage anxiety, self-medicate, or escape. Some of us have experienced the avoidance of sex as addictive, in some cases choosing to identify as sexual anorexics. In the same way that compulsive starving of oneself or anorexia is considered an eating disorder, 
avoidance of sex can be seen as an addictive sexual behavior. Some of us have found ourselves shut down sexually in recovery, afraid of sex because of its association in our minds with our addiction or with past sexual trauma, or because of a fear of intimacy and vulnerability. Trying to control our sexuality in this way is just another symptom of our disease. The solution lies in turning our will and lives over to the care of our higher power, knowing that however unfamiliar we are with the challenges of healthier sexuality, we can put our trust in the God of our understanding. These are all hints, suggestions, and descriptions from the varied experiences of SAA members. They are not rules, and they don't all fit for everyone. Part of recovery is acknowledging that we have more questions than answers and allowing room for mistakes. The freedom we gain through sexual sobriety helps us to accept differences and to be open to new possibilities. The promise of recovery is a restoration of self. Sexuality is a part of who we are, a part that became lost and distorted through our addiction. When we reclaim the possibility of healthier sexuality, we regain a vital aspect of our being. In our addiction, sex was something we did outside of our normal lives. In recovery, we try to find ways to make our sexuality an appropriate part of life. We also acknowledge what we have lost, grieve the harm we suffered, and eventually come to acceptance about our past, which opens the way for being present today, sexually and spiritually. And as we grow in recovery, many of us choose to integrate our sexuality with our spirituality. When we're sexual with love, gratitude, and generosity, sex can be an expression of our highest spiritual ideals. We can use our sexuality to express our love, appreciation, and faith. Recovery support with Kevin Bergen is made possible by CCRG, the Center for Counseling, Recovery, and Growth. Visit us at centercrg.com and by Guy Stuff at CCRG, where counseling and coaching, including online video coaching, is made comfortable for men. GuyStuffCenter.com Outside Help SAA offers a program of recovery from sex addiction. Although our experience has shown that the 12 steps lead to a spiritual awakening and provide individual guidance for a new way of life, we do not claim that our program provides answers to every problem or situation that we might face. Many of us have felt the need to seek help from outside the fellowship in addition to the support we receive in our SAA groups. We're encouraged by our friends in recovery to take whatever action necessary to further our well-being and personal growth. For some of us, sex is not our only addiction. We may have come to SAA from another recovery program. Or we may discover in the course of working our program in SAA that our lives are unmanageable in other areas as well. We might find that we need more support for our other issues and behaviors than SAA alone can provide. 
although we're not affiliated with and do not endorse any other 12-step fellowship. We acknowledge our common roots in the steps and traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous as they're practiced in AA and other 12-step programs, open meetings of others' 12-step fellowships, and the literature they offer are always available as resources. Some of us have also found support for our recovery through our involvement with some form of religious organization. We may seek more structure in our spiritual practices or to establish a sense of community with others who share our religious or spiritual beliefs. Some of us find that participating in a religious community or attending religious services can strengthen our own spirituality and help our program. At the same time, some of us choose to practice our spirituality without being involved in any religious tradition. Once again, we are encouraged to do whatever feels right for us. All of us are free to go wherever our faith may lead us. Many of us have sought therapy in order to help ourselves heal from deep-seated emotional and psychological wounds, including sexual abuse and trauma. We may have suffered grave losses associated with our addictive behaviors or past abuse, and our grief over these losses may seem overwhelming. Or we may find that we need professional support in coping with the effects of sexual trauma. We are free to seek whatever professional help we need in order to aid our grieving and healing process. We may also seek therapy as a part of a commitment to self-improvement or awareness. For example, some of us have turned to couples therapy for help with issues that come up in our relationships. We may simply consider therapy part of an ongoing program of psychological self-care. In addition, some of us have sought professional medical treatment for depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues. We may take prescription medications under the care of a doctor. Many of us have found medications to be helpful, particularly with conditions that aggravate our addiction, like clinical depression. Those of us who are sex offenders may find ourselves court-ordered into group therapy or outpatient treatment. SAA does not have an opinion on these programs. For some of us, both the SAA program and treatment may be necessary for full recovery. However, the process of recovery through working the 12 steps is a completely different process from therapy, although the two may complement each other. For us, it was important to recognize that none of the resources mentioned above are substitutes for working the SAA program. SAA neither endorses nor opposes any other fellowship or religious organization, or the use of any particular medication or form of therapy. As SAA members, we view all these as outside help that is available if we need it. As we grow in recovery, we discover what we need in order to take care of ourselves and give ourselves permission to meet those needs. Outside resources are available as part of our self-care. We also grow in our willingness and ability to reach out beyond the SAA program, enjoy a greater connection with people, and engage with life. We gain not only freedom from our disease, but the freedom 
to be at home in the world. So, what'd you think? Did that reading from the Green Book of Sex Addicts Anonymous apply to you and your addiction? My hope is that it provides you with more support so that you feel a little less alone in your recovery. Maybe you realize that you're not so alone. And maybe you'll feel just that more inclined to attend a meeting, to interact firsthand with others who, as Bill Wilson said, trudge the road of happy destiny. Here's a special invitation to all my listeners. I'm planning a show where I answer your most burning questions. You may now call in with a question that you'd like me to address on the Recovery Support Podcast. You can call now and ask a question at 310-697-8893. Now, for international callers, you'll need to first dial the exit code from your country To reach the United States, most countries will dial 00, so the number that you dial will be 001-310-697-8893. Start calling with the questions that you would like me to address on the show. And until next time, when you join me here on Recovery Support with Kevin Bergen, make yours a happy recovery.